Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today's returning guest, I, I don't know if I've, ever had to, if I've ever had a chance to say that before, returning guest is James Moran, and he is our uh, resident astrologer. Um, and if, if you haven't listened to our last episode, we did it about three months ago, I think in December, and uh, and James forecasted what we should expect for January, February, and March. And now he's back to kind of give us a heads up about April, May, and June. Welcome back to the podcast. Excellent. Great to be here, Leo. Um, so I, I want to preempt this. Uh, because you and I, we had a discussion yesterday about it, and and I think people misunderstand astrology. So I just want to put it in context uh, for it, and please uh, feel free to correct me or add to or subtract. Um, but astrology is not it's not a faded course, meaning that if you have a tarot card reading or have a palm reading or any type of reading, or if you read your daily horoscope. It doesn't mean that whatever they say is going to happen is going to happen. What they're saying is it's kind of if you continue down this path, if you're driving down a road, it's kind of like Waze is alerting you. If you keep going down this pathway, there might be an accident up ahead. Traffic might slow up or it might be smooth sailing. Um, but it's just a heads up of what could potentially happen if you stay on a path you're on. And so just like ways, if we know that there's an accident, if you're in another country, you may not have ways, but it's a GPS. I just realized that uh, it's a GPS uh, system of like navigational system, like uh, Google maps. Um, but just like, you know, those maps, if we know that there is an obstacle challenge or even you know, something beautiful, wonderful, peaceful up ahead for us, then we can plan for that. Maybe we stay on the road or maybe we switch lanes and, and we, we get off at an exit and we go a different direction. But, but that's what it's, it's useful for is to kind of give us a heads up of what to expect of our, uh, and, and also to give us hope. This is not just about, you know, knowing there are accidents ahead. It's about, knowing the, the beauty and the joys and the, and the, and the laughter that we have in store for us. So, uh, James, is there anything you want to add to that? Well said. Yeah. Well said. That's great. That's, uh, that's my perspective. At least I'm an archetypal astrologer and that's, that's, that's my approach that definitely resonates. Um, so, I mean, there have been, you know, there's, there, there have been references to astrology as like it's faded or, or, you know, you, like you're born under a bad sign or something like that, but that's not really what we're talking about. You know, that, that GPS metaphor is, is right on. This is like a practice to give insight into oneself, give clarity and kind of like that bird's eye view, like you were saying of the maps of the GPS, uh, on life, you know, like the, the, on your unfolding path ahead. So yeah, man, that's, that's a great perspective. 
So we have right now, we're still in March. We're, we have a, a week of March left and we're headed into April. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even realize that a lot of these months are named after like Greek goddesses. And like, I think April, April is the month of, of Aphrodite, a Greek goddess of love and beauty. I had no idea. It's the fourth month. Of, of the year that brings us Earth Day, April Fool's Day, Easter, Buddha's birthday is in, is in April, um, and, 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 and any animals that were hibernating, uh, that's when they start to resurface. So you're going to see a, a lot more uh, bears and birds uh, uh, running about. So what can we expect from so first we'll do month by month, April, May, then June, mm-hmm. and then uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about just overall, the three months, how, how we should engage and what to expect. So, yeah, so talk great. to us about April. Yeah, April. I didn't know that about Aphrodite, named after Aphrodite. That's that's your school and me. Um, you know, I know that that April. I know that April is is also overlaps with the sign of Aries. Um, actually March and April and March, I believe is the one that's named, if I'm not mistaken, after Mars or Aries sign of Aries and the sign of Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. So that's your, your, your kind of like springtime feeling that you're just describing. Everything's waking up. It's associated with the spark of life that's in the Northern hemisphere at least, but it's associated with the spark of life and the, um, the beginning of the zodiac, that that the spark that gets things moving again, gets the metabolism moving again. You know, the flowers start to like sp- like bloom, and the and the plants start to like send up stalks, and you know, everybody comes out of hibernation. And uh, yeah, so it's great. We're heading into spring, and uh, we're leaving winter behind because you know, the question is, does February March? And the answer is, I don't know, but April, May. I see what you did there, James. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. So heading into April, um, again, like even, even at the end of March, we're in the sign of Aries. So the sun, the, the zodiac, when you say like it's, you know, it's the, we're in the sign of Aries, it's the time of, of any zodiac sign, or some people say the season of the zodiac sign. That means the sun, the sun in the sky has, entered into that zodiac sign uh which the sun doesn't actually enter into the zodiac sign but because we're orbiting around the sun the backdrop upon which we see the sun changes you know we're moving and so it looks as if the sun moves into that zodiac sign uh so as we go into april as always there's that fresh sense of 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 awakening of kind of the quickening of life you know coming coming alive again northern hemisphere some other major factors of april are that uh what is called the jupiter neptune conjunction 2022 goes exact and that's somewhat big news um the jupiter neptune conjunction uh that is when when you when you look at the planets like from the vantage point of earth you can see the most readily visible of course the sun and the moon and they take up roughly the same amount of space in the sky, roughly the same size. And then when you look out from there a little bit further into space, you see Mercury, you see Venus, you see Mars, 
And those are relatively close to us and close in towards the sun. And then as you start looking further out, you get planets that are further from the sun, like Jupiter, Saturn, et cetera. And as you find planets that are further from the sun, it takes them longer. It takes them longer to go around the sun, which is means to go around the zodiac. And so, you know, the sun moves around the zodiac in one year. Mercury, Venus, Mars, they, they, they're, they're similar. They don't take that long to go around the zodiac from our perspective. But once you start looking at the planets that are further out, they move slower. It takes more time. So when you see planet that's two planets that are further out conjoined together in the sky, in the same place in the sky, it's a little bit more of a rare event. And it's, it, it connotes a little bit more of a significant symbolism. And so the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, I mean, that's not, you know, it's not going to be like super rare, but, you know, maybe once in a, a decade. Um, and so Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is, it's going to be here all year, but it goes, it's, it's, it goes it's as most exact as it's going to go in April. And Jupiter has to do, the symbolism of Jupiter has to do with expanse, abundance. You can think of Jupiter as the largest planet. Jupiter was also the king of the gods in the Greco-Roman pantheon, also known as Zeus. And so there's a sense with Jupiter of a kind of like a, a high exalted quality, abundance, growth, expansion. There's also an optimism associated with it, a sense of upliftment and positivity. Uh, it tends to connote success. And that archetype is combining with Jupiter, with Neptune. Neptune is the archetype of the infinite planes, the spiritual planes. It's the, the great kind of spiritualizer architect uh, uh, archetype associated with the kind of unifying principle behind all the, all the differentiation that we experience in the world. So when we look out in the world, we see others as separate from ourselves. We see objects as separate from ourselves. We see a world of distinct differentiations. And Neptune is associated with a kind of underlying unifying principle. It's also associated with the imagination. Any, any place of kind of infinite planes, so like the infinite imagination, infinite realm of dreams, infinite realm of spirit realm, hem, heaven, infinite sky, infinite ocean, infinite well of, of collective unconscious, collective imagination, inspiration. And so Neptune is the archetype from which we find things like uh, spiritual faith, spiritual inspiration, the, the well from which pours the imagination, um, the enchanted side of reality, something that gives a shine as if it uh, kind of gives us a suggestion of, of, of something beyond, of a beyond place, a beyond place that is that is heavenly. And so when Jupiter and Neptune get together, we get to experience this upliftment that kind of a positive sense of upliftment that is linked with kind of spiritual faith, spiritual sense of uh, um, connection, sense of imagination. And so, so generally speaking, that's a very positive, you know, when, when astrologers see that, during a year, which for us, it happens to just line up with the calendar year of 2022. Generally speaking, they see that as a positive thing. 
And then when they look and they see which month that goes exact, you know, that's, that's generally thought of as good news. You know, it's like the time when it's in the air, it's in the air, this kind of sense of inspiration, sense of upliftment. The challenge to it would be that the bubble of that, the, the growth, the kind of uplifting element of Jupiter could have an inflationary quality that creates a, a kind of like inflationary bubble of Neptunian enchantment that isn't necessarily realistic. So if we get like over, over zealously enchanted by something, you know, if we're talking about a dating realm, it could be like something that is, you know, we just become unrealistically entranced by someone. If we're talking about, um, like a project or uh, like our five-year plan or something, or just, you know, some inspiration that we get, it would be like, you know, I'm going to go invest all my money in this like crazy new uh, exciting thing that just came out that hasn't been tested at all and isn't necessarily realistic. Okay. So then up next, we have a solar eclipse on April 30th. And that's a solar eclipse in Taurus on the planet Uranus on April 30th. And so solar plexes, uh, solar eclipses are good to keep in mind as a kind of, um, they're almost like periods on a sentence. And so we can think of that as like almost like a six month long sentence that's coming to an end. So energetically, you can just think of the projects, themes that have been up for you and in the collective for the past six months and then it's coming to an end which is also the beginning of a new sentence so we can think of it that way we can think of that april 30th solar eclipse as a time when kind of themes come to a close of the past six months and there's a freshness and a new beginning for the next six months that that solar eclipse is on uranus in the in the sign of taurus uh, that can bring the sign of Taurus can bring a sense of uh, kind of earthiness. It's great for the spring. It's can give us a sense of um, that there's just, you know, joy to be had the, the, the fruits of the earth. It's kind of like a festive um, enjoying food, drink with friends, great for feasts and stuff like that. It's on Uranus which is the planet of the trickster, the fun, the unexpected. So we might want to expect the unexpected at that time. And wait, I'm sorry. Are we talking about May or April? We're talking about April. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, So it's April 30th. So it's like the end of April. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah. So there's a couple of points there on the solar eclipse. It's It's an end and a beginning. It's on Uranus kind of brings in an electric energy we can feel it in the air it tends to connote fun taurus sign of taurus great for you know having your little slow food movement with your friends enjoying good times food and drink next we move on to in april in mid late april we have uh actually venus jupiter neptune triple conjunction so this goes back to the jupiter neptune conjunction that i began talking about in april the one that has a lot of uplifting energy kind of sense of spiritual zest faith inspiration when venus gets there uh it can really bring in a lot of artistic inspiration it can bring in uh can kind of make the beauty side of life seem quite sublime 
whether that's like the beauty of uh, a natural scenery or the beauty of your friendships, the beauty of your love, the beauty of an uh, art museum. Uh, it's just a time to go out and appreciate the, that which is beautiful. Again, because we talked about with Jupiter and Neptune, the inflationary aspect is the challenging side. That would be all the more so the case here with Venus, particularly when it comes to love relationships. Uh, it can be a time of kind of high ideals and encountering a kind of a, uh, a, a, an enchantment. We just want to know that that's kind of uh, a temporary thing. We want to keep our feet on the ground and not get kind of pulled onto cloud nine and maybe ungrounded there. So those are the major, some of the, some of the big hitters for April. Shall we move on to May? So question then, you know, we're yeah. talking about staying grounded in April. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so just like a, a quick recap of, of the, the, the general points, it sounded like we're, uh, April is a time for expansion, um, enchantment. It's, it's kind of like this magical uplifting and appreciating the sublime and the beautiful. Um, and with that can come, um, you know, an inflationary quality. It's, it's, it's kind of timely because we're looking at, you know, the, uh, the inflation of, the, uh, of our economy right now here in the United yeah. States and, and, and that yeah. impact. And, but also like an unrealistic and transmit and, 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 and kind of falling head over heels uh, for yeah. people, places, things, and ideas. And so yep. to, to be yep. grounded. So, uh, how do we remain grounded? You know, are there, you know, I, I might be outside the astrological realm, but how would you suggest for yeah. someone to remain grounded for April? Yeah, the, um, well, I mean, one thing is if you're hearing this, it's a good sign because that means you're listening to this podcast and you've got kind of a leg up because you are hearing what to expect so that when the energy comes and you see it, you see it either in yourself or in others kind of getting carried away with an inflationary tendency. The best thing to do is to be, I mean, one of the first things we can do is to be mindful. That's, that's the first thing because when we're mindful, like mindfulness meditation, we say, even, even if it's us that is feeling kind of inflationary, you just notice, you just notice, Oh, I'm getting a bit inflated right now. I'm getting a bit carried away. You know, your friend comes to you with this, like, new form of cryptocurrency or something that just came out and it seems like way too good to be true and you're getting super jazzed and you just want to be like remember that podcast you know be like oh yeah this is april this is that transit that they were talking about astrological alignment um and i'm just noticing i'm getting kind of inflated let me not take myself too seriously right now you know like let me let me just take it all with a grain of salt and then if I do have personal practices for grounding, it's going to be different for different people. But whatever are your personal practices that resonate for you, you know, call upon them. You know, for some people, it's standing on the earth with no shoes on. It's going to the beach and putting feet in the sand. For other people, it's it could be grounding to take a bath, um, you know, or to like hang out and, you know, hang out with a friend and 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 kind of like just chill. So you know, listen to your own beat and your own rhythm, your own style of grounding. That's where personal astrology readings come in well, because it's kind of tailored to the person. You know, you want to, you want to find out what works well for you and call upon that because 
it's like the rope that holds the um the hot air balloon to the ground you know or the the hot air balloons have these weights that they keep inside so that they go up but they don't go up too far you know um or like paragliding or something or something you know like you got a rope attached to you so that you don't just pull an icarus and fly into the sun so how does does that does that make sense yeah. absolutely yeah i love that you brought in that you know the mindfulness piece in terms of how do we ground ourselves in the month of april because we know that you know traditionally especially when you see it in movies people are falling in love and you know head over heels and we get super excited about things and we love that feeling of excitement and you know if we get too carried away that can spiral for some people into mania and we know that um you know you start to feel invincible and everything seems like a great idea and that can really put us in some uh dangerous positions uh you know even i i you know i i know especially for me if i'm too excited too in a manic state um I, you know i start leaning more towards drugs and alcohol and so i have to you know excitement is one of those emotions that i i really have to keep in check and um you know my daily meditation of, of our practice of meditation is just one of the tools that that i've been using but um but it's good to yeah, know that, to really be aware of not i like that you said don't take yourself or your job or your work or you know too seriously that it's a yeah. great reminder yeah it's it's um i mean you really nailed it that's exactly the way you know like just like you gave your personal example like you get if you get carried away there is a kind of escapist thing that can happen with these alignments and, you know, drugs and alcohol is a part of that where it's like, you know, trying to get into a state that is like, just, um, it's not tethered, you know, and in a challenging you know time, we're coming off pandemic, really rough, you know, events in the world, a transit like this could you know, kind of trip, trip somebody to want to escape into a place that's like imagined or hinted at that's more ideal. But what we really want to do is with that sense of mindfulness and with our grounding practices, we want to actually bring the kind of enchantment side of life. The, the, there is a reality that life can have kind of a spiritual zest to it, enchantment, bring that back down here onto earth like bring it back down into the world and suffuse a world that has gotten kind of tired and worn out over a period of pandemic and whatnot, you know, in, infuse it back with a, with a, with the kind of breath of life and, and inspiration of, 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 a, of a kind of a, a zest of spirit. And so that's fully possible, you know, is to, to, it's almost like we want to bring the clouds down or bring the shine, whatever silver lining, like down to earth, rather than get, you know, like pulled up off, unrooted, ungrounded up. So, so yes. talk to me about May. Yeah. So May, uh, heading into May here, we have, um, it's kind of an interesting counterpoint to, uh, to April because we, um, we have, Actually, the Jupiter, again, Jupiter-Neptune, that's kind of the big news of the year. It's the same Jupiter-Neptune alignment. But in May, by the time we get to May, Venus has left that alignment and Mars comes in. 
uh, different quality. You know, Venus is like the lover and Mars is like the warrior. You know, Venus was the goddess of beauty and, and, and attraction and Mars is the god of war. And so Mars comes in there with Jupiter and Neptune. And so it's still, we still got to have the same mindfulness. It's just a little bit different um, because Mars is associated with the action principle, like how we act, our energy level, our kind of forceful action, our assertiveness on a challenge again. It can be anger, it can be confrontation. Um, and so with Jupiter Neptune, it becomes that there, it's, you know, a great way to use it would be like taking our kind of warrior energy, uh, and everybody's got it somewhere inside our warrior energy and putting it towards the ends of that, that ideal vision, you know, putting it towards like higher principles, higher spiritual principles. You know, you could take an Aikido class or something, or, or take like a yoga class and meditation kind of retreat that requires a lot of uh kind of energetic focus um a challenging way it could show up is that uh sometimes the mars energy just has to do with like our get up and go our go-getter energy and with jupiter and neptune jupiter can just expand it neptune can kind of again unground it and make it a little bit um kind of idealized and so it can be like you know we're trying to tackle this project that is like uh not realistic it's it's kind of like um too lofty or too much or too much of a mirage and uh and so again you know again we want to want to stay grounded want to kind of take that warrior energy and be a humble spiritual warrior with that so that's that's a big one once we get to um once we get to the middle of May, we've got a lunar eclipse. So lunar eclipse. Um, and uh, that's May 15th. So lunar eclipse is interesting because it's actually a culminatory energy. That's a lunar eclipse in Scorpio. It's a culminating energy from the past six months. So in April, we had a solar eclipse, which is kind of like, some wrapping some themes up but then in may we have a lunar eclipse which is that some of the projects from the past six months come to their fullest uh culmination and so that's why during lunar eclipses we can feel kind of there can be a bit of a frantic energy in the air because there's a sense of kind of a swelling like everything that we've been doing is coming to its culmination uh so though that one is on Saturn, the lunar eclipse is on an aspect and alignment with Saturn. So that's a kind of a grounding energy. Saturn is definitely the great reality check grounding archetype. So that's good. Um, or that's you know potentially good. And uh, so the lunar eclipse on Saturn can kind of bring us back down to Earth, hopefully. And that's, that's mid-May. When we get to uh, mid-late May, we have a Mercury retrograde. And that one's really trickled into the popular culture. So some, a lot of people probably have a sense of what that's about. Mercury retrograde. Mercury is the archetype that has to do with thinking, speaking, communicating, writing, um, to some extent traveling, planning, 
It has to do with the mind. And when it's in retrograde, it means that it doesn't want us to move forward. It wants us to take a few steps back, reassess before we move forward. So if we're planning to travel to a new place in mid, late May, like somewhere we've never been before, you want to watch keep a watchful eye on that Mercury retrograde because oftentimes it's hard to move forward to new turf, new ground when Mercury is going backwards. Mercury wants us to revisit, not like break new ground. It wants us to revisit. So it's like reassess things, particularly things that have to do with communication, thinking, plans, writing, um, coordination, traveling, like the kind of, details and numbers game and 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 communicate and communiques and uh, correspondences and things like that and um so you know oftentimes people from the past get in touch with us or like something comes up a, a memo or something that was overlooked and it's from the past and we have to go back or like our accounts you know we have to go back to our accounts and the numbers and things like that and kind of straighten them out before we can move forward so that's a Mercury retrograde in Taurus of Gemini. And uh, yeah, so that's, those, are, those are some of the headlines for that month. We also have Jupiter enters Aries. Um, and that one we can continue to talk about as we go into June. Those are, those are the main headlines there for May. So when we're looking at May, it sounds like, yeah. you know, in the beginning there, we're looking at action, assertiveness. You know, it's you got that warrior mana uh, that it's mm-hmm. and 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 then in the middle, um, it, things kind of culminate and peak. It's like the efforts of all our our work, or the things we've been working on and crafting. It kind of comes to the swell in the middle of the month, and uh, and then it's the time to, to reassess. And you know, and that makes sense because it's almost like you know you, you bust your butt maybe to. Um, you know, open a, a restaurant or, you know, study for a test. And then in the middle, you know, you take the test and, it, you know, you get, you open a store, uh, you have the child. And then, you know, there's a, a, a bit of calm that, you know, right after you've, you've reached a height and, and, and the thing has um, come to fruition in the middle of the month, then you, that's the time to like kind of sit back, reflect maybe that that traveling is not so much about traveling to expand but traveling to like kind of let things settle down a little bit it sounds like so you can reflect and and uh revisit and reassess and uh, and then re even re-engage you know for for whatever yeah. uh the next thing's coming up yeah well put well put indeed that's a yeah that's that's the that's the groove right there you know it's kind of like that sense of moving towards the, the, the culmination. And then there's an opportunity to go back and dot all the I's and cross the T's. It's like, um, you know, say like that example, you have an exam or something. Once the exam's complete, you know, once you take the bar exam or pat and pass or whatever, then you can go back and, you know, fix the plumbing that's needed to be fixed for the past couple months or, you know, take care of the car, take it in for maintenance that you've been neglecting because all the time you've been pouring into the other stuff. So, yeah, so that's exactly right. And I also love that you brought up like higher spiritual principles and practices of going into yoga or boxing, because if there's nowhere for us to channel that, that assertiveness and that warrior energy that we're having in the beginning, 
then it could it could have you know negative or disastrous effects. So to make sure that we have some type of uh, physical outlet, it sounds like to channel that 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 energy that's coming in through May, whether yeah. that's you know boxing, yoga, or even construction, working with your hands or baking, or but something where you can physically get engaged and hopefully get engaged with something that uh, has a higher purpose or higher calling. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever you you align with, look out for that subtle, rarefied kind of spiritual connotation that comes with it now. You know, like if you were boxing before, maybe you get into kind of like the spiritual side of the martial arts or something like that. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Keep, keep an eye on that one in May, you know, that, 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 you know, to see how that unfolds will be pretty interesting. And, and so with the little time that we have left, uh, talk to us about June. What, what are um, the, the, the highlights and then what are the challenges and then how, how mm-hmm. do we um, manage that? Yeah. Yeah. So June um, is, is uh, we have kind of an emphasis there on Venus in the sense that, so Venus, we talked about Venus. Venus has to do with um Venus has to do with love, what we value, that which is gives us pleasure, our 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 heart, our friends, love, lovers, um, to some extent, money and valuable things, um, that which we place value upon. So Venus figures prominently in June, in that uh in early mid-June, we have Venus conjoined with Uranus, and Uranus is the kind of trickster rebel archetype and it likes to shake things up and so you know if we're talking about love and friendship there's usually a bit of a shake-up energy there and all these energies are kind of corrective they they're they're here to shake us up in in a way that is kind of inviting us to come back into balance so at first it can feel disruptive Venus conjunct Uranus, you know, like your lover your partner wants to you know have a little bit more freedom you know a little bit more space, a little more freedom. Um, you know, maybe there's a shake up in your friend circle or shake up in your in your kind of financial portfolio or something like that. Little unexpected trickster energy there. Um, so you know, again, with the sense of of uh, mindfulness, we just want to we want to kind of allow it, kind of show us what it's telling us. Because again, these are corrective energies. We don't want to think of these energies as just the universe out to get us. It's like the universe is on our side. It's trying to shake up where we become brittle and uh, make us more adaptable and flexible. And so if there is some like theme coming up about independence and the relationship, you know, like just, just kind of see, like allow it, see, give it some space, allow to see where it's going. And uh, because when we get to mid late June, Venus goes into alignment with Saturn and that's a more grounding kind of energy that has more to do with uh maturity and being settled it's definitely a different energy than uranus uranus is that rebellious trickster saturn is the mature more conservative approach so it settles things you know like once venus like mid late june venus comes in aspect alignment to saturn things tend to settle they become a little bit more more kind of uh um 
kind of have like this 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 older more wise perspective to them a little bit more rooted and grounded so when when early june comes around early mid-june venus with uranus there's a little bit of a shake up in the relationship energy you know just it's not permanent just let it be there because we know there's a grounding energy to come so somewhere between those two between the shake up and then the settling back down there's some lesson there for us there's some wisdom there for us so those are those are two of the main ones and then in late june we have mars square pluto and uh that is a great time to kind of get your mars energy out that could be like anger could be just your your internal kind of frustrations uh we want to we want to vent them so that we don't end up like you know mars pluto times could be times when we might get flared up angers anger could get flared up so we want to kind of find a vent for that you know like do some cool kind of forays adventures into nature spend some energy um you know if you're if you're in if you're in a kind of love affair ignite the passion so that you know frustrations can be converted into kind of passionate connection um and yeah so it's it's is yeah i think i'll leave it at that is that is that uh yeah absolutely so what yeah because what i love about june uh you know the idea of you know it's pleasure it's friendship so but it also sounds like it it is a bit of like uh fun like weekend because you you know you talk about the trickster and you know kind of shaking up energy it's kind of like you know like we've been in this the, the pandemic for a while and and you just want to do something whether it's naughty or nice uh you might dress up you might you know um you know, go show up to a costume to a non-costume party, or you know, TP, whatever that is. It's like you're being a you're being a bit naughty. You you you're like uh, teenagers, um, yeah. you know, uh, on on Halloween a bit. But but then you, you you know, it seems like there's a realization that we can't stay there, right? Like, all right, we had our fun uh, Friday, Saturday, maybe even Sunday. But uh, but now Monday, uh, we get to get we got to get back to to business. Like we're not we're not getting carried away like we did in May, or you know like yeah. some people may have done in May. It's it's like we it's like a controlled fire, right? Um, yeah. And it was put it out, and and now let's go back to work, kids. Yeah, uh, it's almost like you know imagine that you go to a party with your partner, and it's kind of a funny kind of fun flirty partner and you, I mean, party and you're kind of, you know, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of mixing and mingling and flirting and it's like, it's okay. It's fun because, you know, you know, as, as the month moves on, we get more into the Venus Saturn side again, it's kind of like more of like a routine energy settling back into patterns. Um, so yeah, so it's, yeah, it's just like that. And then there's this little, little, something at the end there though that really is kind of passionate that's a mars pluto so we want to kind of have a vent for our passion there um who knows maybe the little roller coaster between you know the 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 trickster energy of uranus and the more kind of grounded energy of saturn maybe that little roller coaster might have erupted a little bit of 
friction inside you or frustration that could be converted into passion. Um, and if so, that's great. And if you're, if you're not in a partnership or, or, or something like that, then there can still be passion. It can be a passion that is, it's good to express it physically again, go out on that hike or get really into that, like workout routine or get you know, get your start, get your sweat on and something like that. I absolutely love that. So to to wrap up, if you were to think about these next three months, James, what is one word that you would use to describe the next three months? Yeah, one word. Um, well, I think I think the the biggest thing is that um is that whole Jupiter Neptune piece, which can be really inspiring, but you know, again, we don't want to become manic. So I think what I would what I would sum it up to is like um um kind of one word um i would say inspiration because inspiration is something that can make us feel kind of high and connected to you know source divine life whatever it is grace um but inspiration itself doesn't carry a connotation to it that would necessarily trip us into like a manic inflationary state, you know? So that's probably, that's probably the word I would use. Yeah. I, I love that because, you know, on the flip side of that, then it, it ties into what it seems like the, the other, the, the three months are also about is uh, being grounded and mindful. So we're, we're, we can be inspired without being, inflated like i'm not gassing you yeah. up trying to hype you up uh right. and and that's a beautiful place to be uh james is there is there anything um you know that we haven't talked about in terms of astrology that you know you could briefly share with us in in, in terms of why people should go to you know get their one-on-one -on -one reading or um you know anything about astrology that you like people need to know more about this yeah, yeah, I would I would circle back to the to the tone that you started the podcast with in the sense that you know, you use that example of of the GPS and looking at astrology forecasts transits like we're doing now is like it's like you're seeing the path. It's almost like you get up onto a vista and you can see the path ahead. You can see like oh, it kind of veers over here, and then it goes this way, and then it goes that way. So you know what you're prepared for. An important thing to note is that, you know, you're up on that Vista or you're using Google Maps and you're getting that bird's eye view. But really what we're doing is to kind of flip the metaphor. We're actually looking up. We're looking up at the sky. And that is the, 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 the movements of the celestial bodies. The heavens themselves are giving us the insight. And if that isn't life, your own life talking to you, then I don't know what is, you know, it's like that life itself, the actual heavens are, you know, we, we just by default, I think in our current society, we tend to think of ourselves as a little bit separate from the universe, you know, like on my body and, you know, I'm the biochemical interactions that happen inside this body and what's out there is separate, but what's out there is your life. You know, what's out there, what's happening is your life. Your life is the people you meet, the events that you come across, the whole unfolding storyline of your life. And part of that storyline is the heavens. 
you know, is 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 what you see when you look up into the grand, the grandeur of the heavens. And that's talking to you. You know, that's giving you the insight, that's giving you the clarity. So it's like it's like a GPS that's that's naturally you were born with, and it's like life kind of gave it to you like a cheat sheet, you know, like a little map. It's like, hey, you got to get from point A to point B, but you know what? We're going to equip you with with a compass, a map. We're going to make sure you're set up because we care about you because we are your life. And, James, that was yeah, uh, so, that was yeah. well said, brother. Thank you so much. And of course, uh, uh, you know, question I always ask of all my guests because I always imagine that there's well before you, we we answer that question, uh, tell people how they can reach out to you. Where can they find you? Yeah www.jamesmoran.org hit That's me up m-o-r-a-n there'll be a link in the show notes and then last question so always imagine there's one person listening in who may be on the precipice of wanting to end their life before you kill yourself what would you say to them james i would say whoever you are yeah i got a lot of love for you this 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 uh this life that we live, you know, I was saying about looking up and seeing like the grandeur of the heavens, you know, when you, when you, when you have a one-on-one reading and you have a reading that looks at your birth chart, that's, you know, that's looking at the picture of the sky when you were born to understand your psyche, your nature, the unfolding storyline of your life. So that's like when you were born, the grandeur of the heavens, like you know you're a little baby being born the grandeur of the heavens above is reflecting your storyline your life your nature so that is like you you are definitely not alone this whole life is 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 yours is you and it can be a confusing path you know but there is help out there there is you know like if you're listening to this podcast this is also your life talking to you this is your your life offering you an opportunity for help it's kind of it's showing up, you know, Leo's here. I'm here. There's others. So, yeah. So, so you life is talking to you in your own unique language. It's got a language that's just between you and your life. It's popping up here and there. So keep an ear out open for that and, and, and know that there is support out there for you. And that's like, that's your life. That's your life showing up for you. I love that. That is your life. Thank you so much, James. Thank you so much listeners for tuning in. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help. For you calling the 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALKS or any of the other phone numbers that are listed in each and every single one of the show notes, no matter what country or planet you... All right, there are no planetary phone numbers, but that soon enough, soon enough, we'll we'll be having suicide hotline numbers for Mars and Jupiter and... Uh, the millions of other planets uh, that are out there. There you go. Uh, but you can also go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Uh, thank you so much, James. Thank you so much, listeners. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Excellent.